because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. And uh, here's your receipt, Mrs. Munster. When we learned you had such a big deposit, we were happy to send along our armored car. <laughs> I see it came to uh, $180,000. Well, you know, those coins are pure gold and very rare. They appeared to be Spanish doubloons. Well, you've been very helpful, Mr. Benson. It would be a nuisance to have all that loose change kicking about the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Everything taken care of, Aunt Lily? Oh, this very efficient young man has been very, very helpful. Oh, I guess you two haven't met. Mr. Benson, this is my niece, Marilyn. Uh, well, uh, I'm very glad to meet you, Miss Allen. Uh, my first name is Benson, but you can call me Marilyn. Oh, I, I'm sorry. 180,000 pardons. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining, uh, just the three of us episode of <laughs> Monster <laughs> Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions, billions, trillions, an endless, infinite amount of new streaming content. We just say GTFO content. Yes. Don't watch yes. it. Don't watch it here. We want a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me at the Frankenstein-headed table of monsterism is <laughs> uh, Sean DMC himself. Keith. Well, it's not just me, myself. Uh, I am KG. I'm monster hunter, and I'm sitting here with... Um, uh, the bones of Tivis, because he stuck around. And, the bones know. of Tivis. <laughs> He's been skeletonized oh, in uh, less um, than three days. I mean, look, I'm not sure if. Uh, I mean, I found him sitting on on Skuma. Um, mm, classic mistake. Yeah, I left my glasses out there. I went out to get them, and <laughs> so I found. So the piranhas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Keith, put him in a bag and take him back to his homeland. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I will. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him there. There's yeah. there's ways to 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 bring things back. You know, there's like a little cemetery in the back that we can go and bury him in real quick. And yeah, put him in a shoebox, and then mm-hmm. we'll do like a incantation of some variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, come it, back. if I knew this, if I would have seen this coming ahead of time, um, I mean, we might take a blood sample so we could use the cloning machine. You know, just yeah, you keep talking about these clones. I just don't remember how we mm. got them. Either yeah. do I. Either and do then I. across the table from oh, yeah. DMC himself, <laughs> he is the master of disaster, the king of men, the ultimate carpenter. <laughs> he is Dr. Drift, Kansas, Terry. Hey, everyone. Behold, as I arise, um, <laughs> this disaster, oh. I am its master. I'm wrangling it in. You know, yep. And Can't do it any faster. Oh, see, we're just gonna keep rhyming. The, the, uh, the Carpenter of Chaos, that'd be a good one, too. Carpenter of <laughs> Chaos, like yeah, yeah, let's blot uh, that on there. Yeah, you got a big business card, that's all mm-hmm. we know. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's always an, it's always fun, but I always have to update my LinkedIn every single time we had one of these. <laughs> every time we do, do an episode, and then Keith and I have to go on LinkedIn and we have to uh 
uh, verify your skills. <laughs> you endorse this. Yeah, yeah, we endorse your skills. <laughs> Carpentry, disasterism. Yeah. Royalty, uh, uh, delegating. I, I I humorously put down like you know Monster Hunter Almanac. A person on Facebook is like a job. Uh-huh. Um, I think I have a Podfix thing on there as a job. But man, actually putting those things on LinkedIn would be great. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Master Archivist uh, or uh, Al- Almanac Archivist for the Monster Hunter podcast. Like, what's this? What? <laughs> it might get you a job, Keith. You probably don't mm-hmm. contact you. Yeah, it might. Yeah. Yeah, we need the, an archivist. The, that Texas house that has the monsters like replicated. Mm-hmm. I yeah. call you up. You know what would be right. amazing though is if you did, like, we'll give you a million dollars a year to do this. And they're not going to oh. know you're a fraud for the first six months. So you just go in for six months, get your half a milli. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we're sitting on 31 episodes of, of almanacking. I, I, I don't think I call myself a fraud. Jeez. Oh, spe- Munster specific. That's your for? I thought just, you know, uh, archiving in general, like a historian. Yeah. Like a archive. historian. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I library have... Keats behind this giant stack with those little glasses on. He's got dust all over yeah, him. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you pull the, uh, the gremlins uh, movie to novelization translation. If you pull that forward, <laughs> the thing opens up and you go in there and it's just all the archiving of, of my life. Um, oh, from a one. So, oh, okay. Yeah. They're going to come in walking in on Keith and he's like, yeah, he's at first he had all these like ancient tomes and history books. And, like the next day they come in, it's like all been pushed aside and there's, yeah, space balls and novelizations and like, yeah, the, the, the yeah, monsters yeah. factoids written down mm-hmm. on a scrap paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think that that is that uh, is that an original Mona Lisa that he now has scribbled down uh, <laughs> stuff about the movie Dracula. Okay, you've used the original Mona Lisa that we've stolen as a team from the Louvre mm-hmm. to uh, well, write facts about Drake. What copy down Wikipedia? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I had to write them down, and then later I had to, like <laughs> actually add them into the almanac itself. Oh, but you know, that's, that's an, I, I didn't have the almanac handy with me at the time. I had to wait till we could get down here. It's, makes sense. Just laying in a corner. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know what else makes dollars and cents? <laughs> What's that? What's I that? don't know anymore. This makes as that much sense. A as good that. segue. That segue. Yeah. Season one, episode thirty-one of the Munsters, entitled "Love Comes to Mockingbird Heights." We're getting close. We're getting close. Oh God, we're so close to, to halfway one. there. To to finding oh, love. Well, we're almost halfway to the end of the monsters, but we're very, very close. We are mm-hmm. a chip shot away from the end of season one. We've got it. It took a thirty-one episodes to get here. And now we have to do our best. Now I have to live with it to get through to the <laughs> end. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, I'd say, "How you guys doing?" You guys were all chat. We were all chatting up at the beginning, <laughs> chatting it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Off mic, good. off mic. You'll never know what we we're talking about. I'll never reference it during this episode. Yeah, yeah. Keith always has. He's yeah, tight lips. He never. He's never speaking. <laughs> yeah. Keith, the yep. tightest of lips. Yeah. Never, well, never tells a story twice. No, loose lips sink skumas. That's what I always That's thought. What I, I don't. I don't need that to happen. So yeah, loose pumas sink skumas. <laughs> Yeah, no puma is allowed on the skuma. That's a, no. That's, that's oh, my number one man. rule. And that's the shoes I wore today. I ha- I had a killer pair of pumas that the Michael Jordan ripoffs pumas, mm-hmm. black with red. They're what were they? Old pumas were like made of velvet, weren't they, or something like that? 
Maybe. They were awesome. Pretty much, yeah, I think so. Those shoes were great. Anyway, we're here to talk about Season 1, Episode 31, Love Comes to Mockingbird Heights. But before we can do that, we need to do other things. We need to light a candle, scurry down that hallway past the, the low-hanging fruit, the cobwebs, the twizzlers, the red shit, the creaky gate, open up into the cathedral, which we have not named. I think the naming rights are still out there. I'm thinking like the TD Waterhouse Cathedral of Monster <laughs> Hunting. Yeah, uh, we got to hold off for the... <laughs> Yeah, you know, somebody top top notch. Yeah, I'm waiting yeah, for yeah. like yeah, like the Sprint Center Cathedral of yeah, hmm, Sprint Center, Expedia.com Cathedral, oh, something, oh, something like that, right? Bing, yeah, yeah, no Bing, yeah. I, I think we might Quibi, Quibi, yeah, no Quibi, Quibi doesn't exist, and you know this. Well, they got money to spend then. No, that. they don't. They have no money. That's why they don't exist anymore. Keith. What about oh, what about the Rob, the Rob Zo- oh, the Rob Zombie Cathedral? Rob Zombie yeah. wouldn't have anything to do with us. I told him he, if I told I didn't tell him, but I said I said about him that if he came up today, he'd be just another nobody with a SoundCloud and a and a TikTok account, right? Yeah, he harsh. doesn't want anything to do with us. It, yeah. Is, yeah. it is a harsh statement, but true. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not like I'm better than that because I'm not. I don't even have a TikTok account or a SoundCloud. Yeah, see, man, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. here we are. Um, Oh, there's the bookshelf. Oh, push the ghosts quick. Nope. Get out of here. Guys. I've been doing the whole time. Thanks, whole time. Keith. I mean, they get really close. I don't I'm, like it. I'm thinking we should put a ceiling fan in here and that might just blow them around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or some of those like big giant round ones that use like dry out the floors and stuff like that. Oh, just a fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, hopefully they don't get caught up in it. But I mean, they get ripped up in the Dyson anyway. So Industrial it fan. Yeah. yeah. If we just install like a like a oh. What's those spinny things called? Hmm. Fans? No, it's like a. Oh my god! What is this thing called? It's in a playground that you sit on, and it's a merry-go-round. A merry-go-round. Yep. Yeah. The floor will be replaced by a merry-go-round, and they'll just have be. Con- they'll strap them in, and they'll have to constantly. Spin. You're gonna strap the ghosts, and good luck, mm-hmm. Terry. Mm-hmm. While you're All trying right. to figure out how to strap <clears> in a ghost, I'm gonna go over to the bookshelf, go past the movie to book translations, particularly the Grillman's one. I wouldn't dare touch that. Uh, Indiana Jones's comings and goings and leavings and droppings are all right there. Um, droppings is new. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Find that old big dusty leather bound tome, pull it off, blow it off, open it up, drop it to a knee, present it to Keith, altar boy to priest style for the monster hunter almanac tidbit factoid fact shit sheet psalm of the week. <laughs> All right, all right. I have been planning this one for weeks. I can tell. Um, I know you have. Yeah, uh, we're going back into the uh, the Universal book, and we're going to uh, chapter nineteen, verse fifty four. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh, nice, nice. How yeah. fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I waited and waited for this one. Nineteen fifty four. It rated G, one hour and nineteen minutes. So again, all of these movies super easy to watch. I mean, it's easy oh, to find yeah. time to watch them. You just cruise right through them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it. Uh, I couldn't find what the budget was for it, but it says it made uh, one point three million dollars. I bet this is like a monster movie. This yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be one of the first like pure monster movies, I think. Yeah. This is a uh, a strange prehistoric beast lurks in the depths of the Amazon of uh, the Amazonian jungle. A group of scientists try to capture the animal and bring it back to civilization for study. That never works in any movie. I don't know why anybody would bother to do it, but at least they're not like 
repeating it over and over again. This is you know still kind of fresh at the time, but man, people do that all the time. Uh, let's see a couple of cool taglines: centuries of passion pent up in his savage heart. What? Hmm. Hmm. I don't right. know about that. Yeah. Um, creature from a million years ago. Every man his mortal enemy, and a woman's beauty his prey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they really play that part up, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. they really. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, amazing, startling, shocking. That's another one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, directed by Jack Arnold. Um, he's a, a sci-fi director. Uh, is what he's most uh, known for. He did. Uh, it came from outer space. Mm-hmm. He also did the Incredible Shrinking Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, a year after this movie came out, he came back and did Revenge of the Creature in 1955. Ooh. So the sequel. He did 26 episodes of Gilligan's Island. Monsters. He did 15 episodes of the Brady Bunch, including one where Bobby Brady wears the creature mask. Nice. Wow. Nice. Um, he also did eight episodes of Love Boat. The rest of the stuff was like one-offs here and there. You know, a whole bunch of TV stuff, including uh, ep- season one, episode one of The Fall Guy, Japanese Connection. No way. Whoa. You know, I've been meaning to watch that show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in another alternate universe, uh, this is some stuff outlined in, uh, in the almanac already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's written by uh, two main guys credited for this. Harry Essex, who wrote It Came From Outer Space. Uh, he wrote four episodes of Bat Masterson also. Mm, wow. Igor would be pleased. And he wrote a movie called Deaf Jeff and Johnny Ears. <laughs> I love it. That's a great name. Uh, the Republic of Texas has just gained independence. President Sam Houston sends uh, Erastus Deaf Smith, a deaf mute, and his partner Johnny Ears to stop General Morton's plot against the U.S.'s annexation of Texas. Yeah, weird. I guess it's called Def Smith and Johnny Ears, but I just did copy and paste to put the name in here. Maybe, maybe I was thinking of like you know Def Jeff the rapper. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> um, moving on. Arthur Ross also helped do this. Uh, he was nominated, Oscar nominated for uh, the movie Brubaker in 1981, which he uh, which he uh, wrote, helped write. Uh, Creature Walks Among Us, which is the Ugh. third film, and that's 1956. Nice. Uh, so they did. Creature from Black Lagoon. They did uh, the the sequel, The Revenges of the Creature in 1955, and then 1956, The Creature Walks Among Us. And then he also um, he also wrote The 30-Foot Bride of Candy Rock. Mm-hmm. It's one of the rare performances uh, without Bud Abbott, but Lou Costello plays a rubbish collector and inventor. When, a radi- when radiation in a nearby cave turns his girlfriend into a giantess antics ensure as he tries to shrink her using one of his inventions okay that seems like a monsters episode yeah yeah it does actually yeah i could see that mm-hmm. all right this movie stars richard carlson as dr david reed uh he teams up a lot with um he did a lot of, it seems like he did a decent amount of stuff with jack arnold and those uh guys because uh he was uh in it came from outer space uh, he was also in another movie called The Ghost Breakers, mm-hmm. uh, which starred Bob Hope as a radio broadcaster. His quaking manservant and an heiress investigate a mystery of a haunted castle in Cuba. And then uh, we have Julia Adams, who plays Kay Lawrence. Uh, and Julia, her, a big quote that she had from this was, no matter what you do, you can act your heart out. But people will always say, oh, Julia Adams, creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. She performed all her own stunts in this film. 
Uh, but they also had another person, uh, another young lady named Ginger Stanley, who did all the underwater scenes. She didn't do all her own stunts. She just did any land stunts, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which I can't think of many, but that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Denning plays Dr. Mark Williams. And he does a lot of like, you know, little things here and there. But then uh, he, he gets going with TV, uh, where in, uh, he did 57 episodes of Mr. and Mrs. North. He plays the lead, Mr. North. Mm. Uh, in 1959, he did 39 episodes of The Flying Doctor. Oh, mm. is that a, a sequel to The Flying Doctor? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, Austra- it's an Australian show. Um, I looked that one up because I, that's, I was hoping it was like some sort of a spinoff from The Flying Nun. Uh, he was the lead in that one. Uh, he did 32 episodes of Michael Shane, where he also was the lead. And these are all like within like the same like three or four years. The early 60s, he did 27 episodes of a show called Karen. Southern California's first place to be a teenager and Karen with her loving parents and impish sister Minnie is out to enjoy every minute of it despite the advice of her cautious dad, played by Richard Denning, and mom. Her impulsiveness sometimes leads to misadventures. Teleplay created by Conley and Mosher. Ooh, there we go. Mm-hmm. The classic duo. Yeah. All right. So let's uh the main man here, the Gill man, as he's listed in, in uh IMDB. Uh Ben Chapman. Doesn't have a lot of credits, but he played the Gill Man anytime he was on land. Okay. And he also played him on the Colgate Comedy Hour. <laughs> Wait, really? He'd reprise his role for that? Which I assume was on land. So I assume as well, yes. Yeah. And then uh interesting one here was uh it's R I C O U is the name. Riku? I don't know. What is it? That's the person's name. R I C O U. Okay. Uh, Browning, he plays Gilman in Water, and uh, in addition to being the Gilman here, he's also the creator of uh, Flipper, Whoa, the, okay. uh, the TV show um, and the movie he, that came before it. Like, as not he made the show, or he made the dolphin? He is he is listed at the show. <laughs> okay, he created that dolphin yeah. with his <laughs> bare hands. The dolphin's father. Yes. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is listed as creator. Uh, he also wrote and directed all thirty-seven episodes, and then uh, he did the same not as many episodes though for a show called Gentle Ben. The Adventures of a Florida Ever Florida Everglades Game Warden uh with his wife and their son and their tame bear Ben. <laughs> he, he wrote and directed another one. Or no, he didn't write this one, but he directed one called Mr. No Legs. Oh, okay. Uh, heads roll as two cops, Chuck and Andy, go against Mr. D'Angelo, the biggest drug dealer in Florida, and his ruthless enforcer Fred, who has no legs, but does have two mean double barrel shotguns built into his wheelchair. Huh? I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's kind of cool. I was hoping instead of legs, he had two double barrel shots. Yes. That's awesome. One for each leg. Oh, kind of like in, uh, was in, in Grindhouse when, um, what's no, takes out the, yeah. leg? I'm mm-hmm. talking whole leg. Like he moves around and you can fire them both and jump really high and stuff. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Anyway, uh, Browning and Chapman, the two Gilman, never met during the making of the film. All Here. Browning's underwater scenes were filmed in Florida and Chapman's scenes were filmed in California. They didn't meet until they both attended a convention in Florida 20 years later. They didn't like meet at a premiere or anything for the movie. I guess I don't know how it worked back then, but you'd think they'd like have run into each other at that point. Yeah. Uh, this movie was originally produced in 3D. The creatures, uh, the design of the creature is kind of, uh, it's, it's given to a um, person who was a Disney animator at the time. Millicent Patrick is uh, who really gets kind of credit for this, but uh, the Westmores pop up here. Bud Westmore, who's the head of Universal's makeup department at the mm-hmm. time, 
would take credit publicly for the creature's design for quite a long time. Eventually, a horror and science film writer named Forrest Ackerman, he f- he bought the mask and claws of the creature's costume from a young man who'd once used them as a Halloween costume. The costume pieces were discarded by Universal after they finished the three films. They were later removed from the studio's dumpster by a janitor who thought wow. to, uh, the ensemble would make a good Halloween costume for his kid. I can't, they just threw it out. That's crazy. Wow. I guess they just crazy. didn't really care. Wow. Yeah, that's that's nutty. Uh, Browning, a professional diver and swimmer, was required to hold his breath for up to four minutes at a time for his Jeez. underwater role. Uh, the director's logic was that the air would have to travel through the monster's gills and thus air bubbles from his mouth or nose must not be seen. Thus, the costume was designed without an air tank. Uh, in the Yikes. sequels, this detail is ignored and air can be seen emanating from the top <laughs> of the creature's head. Yeah. Yikes, indeed. I couldn't even imagine yeah. like, mm-hmm. dealing with it. Oh, God. It's giving me like claustrophobic anxiety just thinking about it being underwater in that suit. Oh, oh I'm sure it's heavy. Yeah. It's probably hard to breathe yep. like normally. Yeah. But having to hold your breath in there, like, I don't know. It'd From be so four minutes? Oh. Yeah. Well, plus then on top of it, uh, the creature's eyes were fixed part of the rubber construction of the suit. And so the, the two actors, they, they couldn't really see um, very well out of, oh, it's out giving of it. Me an anxiety attack. Just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, overall though, the creature's appearance was based <laughs> on old 17th century woodcuts of uh, two creatures, the sea monk and the sea bishop. Uh, the head is based <laughs> on the monk. That sounds like double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> The creature's final head was based on that of the sea monk. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the original discarded head was based on the sea bishop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, this film, has this, this film has the same body count for humans as the original Jaws. Oh, it does. Yeah, it, yeah it's got quite a few. And mm-hmm. what's the count, Keith? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Details, shmeetails. Yeah. Boom. Here you go. Oh, man. Book closed. That's starter's pistol. Off we go. Yep. <laughs> Full speed sprinting. Yep. Here we go. Yep. Uh, I was sh- I was shocked by it. I wasn't ready. So you guys got a head start. But yep. I'm already in the kitchen. Hello, staff. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am deceptively fast. People wouldn't look at me and go, boy, he's quick. But mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I've, I've thought that forever. <laughs> through the kitchen, out the back door, down the walkway, 12th, 15th step. There's a crack or something. I don't remember. Over the, yeah. oh, out the gate. Thanks, <clears throat> Dave Champa. <laughs> Over the lollipop bridge, candy mm-hmm. cane bridge. The rainbow Go. bridge or something. Rainbow I, don't bridge. Why, I don't know why I thought you were going to say Over the Lollipop Guild. And I'm like, oh, why are we over walking Over the Lollipop on Guild? Oh, yeah. No, over the rainbow. Well, the Lollipop Guild's laying mm-hmm. underneath the Lollipop Bridge. Yep. Yep. I don't know if they're alive or not. No time to tell. No time to check. Yeah, it'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, Down to the dock. Quick run to the skooma. Uh, We still don't have a guardian of the skooma, but uh, onto the ship where Captain Terry is going to take us three miles out into the international water. I kind of thought that's what the Lollipop Guild was doing this week. Oh, well. They're Mm. either asleep Mm. on the job or dead. I didn't hire him. <laughs> well, um, I mean, who gar- when the when the lollipop guild's not guarding the skewma, then who guards the lollipop guild? Mm. Yeah. Who watches the watchman? No exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, onto the ship, Captain Terry, three miles out, so we can dive deep, deep, deep to the depths of hell for another deep dive skooma. 
All right. So this episode was directed by Joseph Pevney. Again. This guy, yeah. We all know him. We've covered him a million times. We've only got two left, though, from him. So oh, after this? Yeah. Yeah. So nice. it's going to be a sad day. I know. I, I kind of feel sad because I feel like, you know, he's he hasn't always delivered, but he's done some of my favorites. Well, he's, probably. he's the fourth monster hunter. Yeah. He's our honorary <laughs> <Yeah>. monster hunter. <laughs> Joseph also, when- Pevney. On the last, uh, his last oh. uh, episode, well, we'll have to review his episodes and see, like, if he was. Oh yeah, the we'll uh, edition. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and until we get an actual corporate sponsor, uh, the Pevney Cathedral. <laughs> I think I think he would love that. Yeah, um, too much. I think. Wait, oh hmm, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's probably best known for his Star Trek directing. I guess he did a few, you know, hit episodes. I'm not going to go too much into detail because, like I said, we've talked about him. Hmm, I don't know probably like 20 times if we're not careful eventually i think yeah like you said Pev- this may become the pevney cast at some point because we just keep talking about this guy uh this was written by joe Connolly and bob mosher uh you know we've also heard about these guys about a trillion times uh they are probably the you know the most famous for leaving leaving it to beaver as they say yeah mm-hmm. um, <laughs> i was gonna skip by these guys but i know something on bob mosher's imdb page uh, he's got a 2020 credit for Hubie Halloween. Is that how you say that? Hubby Halloween? Hubie Halloween? Oh, the Spell Adam Sandler it. one. Yep. Yep. On Netflix. Oh, I don't know it. Uh, it's just a soundtrack credit, but it's for the Munsters theme song. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I guess that's that's good to know that the Hubie Halloween is somewhat related to the Munsters. So, you know, if we want me to do finally reach that final episode, we still have things to talk about. Hubie Halloween. Mm-hmm. It counts. Um, I think, yeah, Bob Mosher wrote the lyrics. Uh, we've talked about this before, right, on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember if this was off air or on air, but he wrote the the lyrics to the episode, although we never, not the episode, the, the theme song, and we've never like heard it on the show, but you can like look it up. I think we played it on one of our previous mm-hmm. episodes. He also did a whole like Munster's LP. Mm-hmm. He wrote the lyrics for, uh, and I was listening, I was just skimming through it this time. And there's a song that just has Al Lewis talking over the music. It's called Grandpa's Lab. And he just goes through the alphabet and saying what each uh, letter stands for. Uh, Mm. G is for Ghosts and Goblins. J is for Jack the Ripper, which he apparently knew that guy in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, M is for the Munsters. N is for Nighttime. And Q is for slimy quicksand. Uh, It just Mm. keeps going. Yeah, that's (laughs) if you're kind of that's kind of was my reaction. Huh. All right. Yeah, and he just comes up with some stuff. He keeps talking about these letters. Yeah, it's kind of like that that Patreon episode we did. Where we were just doing letters and <laughs> saying things. That's kind of what it felt like Grandpa was doing. So you know what? It was more related than we thought. We got a couple guest stars. We got Richard Hale as Uncle, Uncle Gilbert and Charles Robinson as Alan Benson. Richard Hale has 148 acting credits on IMDb from 1944 to 1987. He's probably best known for being in To Kill a Mockingbird and Julius Caesar. In Julius Caesar, he's the guy who tells Caesar to beware the Ides of March. So that's a pretty iconic line. So he got, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, he graduated from Columbia University and had a music scholarship. He did a lot of stage acting and was actually an opera oh. singer. So you'd never know that hearing him behind the uh, Uncle Gilbert's mask. <laughs> This, but he's got some pipes, I guess. Uh, he's also in a bunch of like westerns, western TV show stuff. He had an um, uncredited role in Escape to Witch Mountain, which I think there was a remake a while back with The Rock. There yeah. was. Um, there was. 
I watched it. It's about yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's about mm. two children. They have crazy powers, and um, I guess they need to escape. There's some millionaire after him. I just I think they just wanted to go to a mountain. Yeah, I don't really know what the premise is, but so I was watching the trailer, and you know it's pretty uneventful. Just like the millionaires, like we got to get those kids. But you know, when you watch a video on IMDb, like it'll automatically just go to the next one once the first one's done. Yes, and and it just spoiled the movie for me. Mm -hmm. I played a clip from the end. Oh no. I know. Have you guys you have you guys seen Witch Mountain? I know Keith. The original Raymond. one I saw. I never I never yeah, saw the okay. rock. Well, I hope you don't mind, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal the spoilers. Yes, please um, reveal. So listeners, beware. Big spoiler incoming. Escape from Witch Mountain. If you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> I don't know if I could recommend it. It probably doesn't matter. Um so I'm deep in IMDB went to a clip of the old millionaire. He's been hunting the children, I guess. He gets out of an upside down helicopter. He's really cranky. He can't find these children. And suddenly there's this big, huge whirring noise, just like coming from all around. And then out from behind a nearby tree, a UFO comes flying out. Mm. <laughs> the kids are inside and they're waving. And I guess the kids are aliens. Mm, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I would never have guessed that. I just thought they were like mutants or something. I don't know. <laughs> witches, but, maybe. Witches. Yeah. You would think maybe witch. I think in the trailer, they call them witches. I thought maybe they're just magic or I don't know. But aliens? Okay. We've also got Charles Robinson. He's got 75 acting credits on IMDb from 1958 to 1996. He only had a couple things that I really recognized. He was in the movie Cable Guy, which I have not seen, oh. but I've been meaning to see it. It's got Jim Carrey in it. Mm hmm. He's like an overly attached cable guy. He wants to be some friends with Matthew Broderick, I think is the main guy. And I guess it also in the trailer, Jack Black was in it, which surprised me. And mm -hmm. it was directed by Ben Stiller, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. He was also in Death Wish 4, The Crackdown. Which <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys seen any of the Death Wish movies at all? Charles Bronson? No. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I've seen oh, Crackdown. Does it have to do with crack? <laughs> no i think the fourth or the the fifth one does though <laughs> oh, okay there you go yeah. uh i have probably seen bits and pieces in passing of like being at my my dad's stepmom's house and they watch stuff like that all the time so gotcha yeah i've only i've seen the first three and i've seen the remake uh with bruce willis uh they, they yeah like i said they all start charles bronson uh the first one is like his wife and daughter get like murdered and so he goes on a vigilante rampage in the streets just gunning criminals down um it's a little goofy but it's kind of like it tries to be serious but the movies just kind of start to get crazier and crazier as they go on the third one he gets like recruited by crooked cops to like go fight the gangs that are terrorizing this neighborhood it's very over the top i think he goes like on an all-out war he's got like military-grade weapons he busts out a bazooka and starts blasting through the streets at gangsters mm. <laughs> it's kind of amazing <laughs> but it's just so over the top that it's kind of fun to watch, but I would never call it a masterpiece mm -hmm. by any means. Uh, and it looks like Death Wish 4 is pretty much the same deal. It's He's up against the cartels or something like that. I don't really know. All these movies are really just like Charles Bronson, old man Charles Bronson walking around and like acting all tough and cool, I guess. I think my favorite Death Wish was on The Simpsons. I think it was like Death Wish 8. And you see him like, I wish I were dead. And he's like, <laughs> like playing in a hospital bed and he's old man. <laughs> that's amazing that's that's a good joke <laughs> yeah yeah i don't yeah i think he did five yeah it was five and then the remake yeah it was like years later anyways that's all i've got so i think we should slowly head to the surface very carefully oh boy 
you say every week you say head slowly, like you're just goading me into something. But Terry, <laughs> I can't go slow. There's no slow me down. What? I am <laughs> I I'm up here in a hammock. Oh my god. I'm just relaxing, waiting for you guys, sipping a pina colada uh with Jimmy Buffett. He's here at the Munster compound. This oh, week. Is he? Yeah. Man, by the time yeah. we get up there, we're going to miss him. He's probably uh, leaving. Yep, he's got a show he's got to head off to. Uh, his, there goes his helicopter. Sorry, guys. <laughs> wow, we got there just in time to hear, like, from a distance, this helicopter blurring. Yeah, we got pina coladas. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever the like songs are. Cheeseburger in paradise. paradise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Derek's been a parrot head for the oh, 37 God. years I've known him. I am the most parody of parrot heads. That's. I can't get it. Yeah. He literally has a pair of head. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Derek, he looks like yes, a pair. Yes, uh, It was a choice I made back in the day. <laughs> he chose this life. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, very few times you find a, a 14-year-old just like diehard Jimmy Buffett fan. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> once I turned 21, I made the decision to turn to a parrot. And now every year I get together with Jimmy Buffett one day and he. <laughs> He often scolds me for my choices, but then I'm reaffirmed when me and the lizard man get together. And, oh, uh, the lizard man. You've you ever he... seen him? The no. guy that d- intentionally forked his tongue and sharpened oh, his teeth. God, and I have scales seen him. tattooed all over his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and I, I actually have a parrot head. Right. I, I, he's just tattooed. Uh, he's kind of a poser. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But, you know, we get Both. together. Yeah. Shoot the shit. Well, why? What did he? What was his inspiration for that? I mean, I think he just really liked lizards. I never asked him. I'll, yeah. I'll follow up. Yeah, well, he, he, uh, he was in. He was in the same homeroom with us, and we just yes. never asked him. Never really gotcha. asked. Yeah, same homeroom. We knew him in high school. Like, yeah, lizard man. Fair enough. <laughs> sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe he liked crazy likes the snake. Maybe that's uh, he his. did. Who doesn't like crazy likes the snake? The snake. I don't even remember what crazy legs. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying. He's always avoiding that dang murderous vulture. Dang murderous vulture. Well, gents, we're here to do it. We got to do it. Season right. one, episode 31. Love comes to Mockingbird Heights. The original air date, April 21st, 1965. Man, I remember when we were doing this and it was like original air date, you know, October or something, 1964. Mm-hmm. Like six months of monsters past that. Holy shit. It doesn't it feels like this should be more. Like it feels oh, like God. <laughs> the pace has been so slow. There's so many episodes in this first season. Like once we get that odometer rollover from season one to season mm-hmm. two, it's gonna be like a victory. Because mm-hmm. it's just such a long adventure to get to that. As soon as we finish this that last episode of season one, I'm gonna go running outside my apartment screaming and cheers and joy running down my face. We did it. It'd be like winning a soccer match. You run yes. and slide on your knees, you tear yes. your shirt off in the rain. Yep. I'm gonna uh, demand that all the people living next to me come pick me up and run me around town. Yep. Cheering. hmm TV guide or Amazon really kind of spoils it a little bit. Marilyn decides to elope with a bank employee. Who is interested in the Munster's money? Yeah, that is a big spoiler. When I read that, I was like, oh, God, Munster's money. What? This again? <laughs> this is like the fifth time this has been a thing. But mm-hmm. also, they never have money, right? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what do they do to get money? So this gets a 7.7 on IMDb, which is pretty high. That's higher than the last episode, the Country Club one. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I agree. 
I'm I'm gonna say like of the last like four or five episodes we've done, like they've all been like the upper sevens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One was eight point one. Yeah. The last few have all been pretty good, and I was very curious to see if this one would follow suit. Yeah, I I, I can't. Uh, there's plenty of faults to find, but I don't dislike any of the episodes we've watched recently. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty good run, to be honest. Mm-hmm. With what uh, movie star Munster, Herman the Rookie, yep. yep, Munsters on the Move, Country Club, yeah, it's all been pretty good so far. Yeah, I've liked all those ones. So yeah, yeah ho- hopefully this one we'll find out if this one keeps up the trend. I hope it does. Seven point seven. This episode starts like must be tradition now with that title card. Yep, and you know what? I noticed something about this title card. It, what? It wasn't on purpose, but for whatever reason, my DVD like loaded movie star monster up um instead of this one like i just mm-hmm. i just because i guess the ps5 like just saved where your spot is okay and i don't remember watching that one last i don't know why i loaded that one i swear i wasn't re-watching that over and over again even though it's my mm-hmm. favorite measure episode mm-hmm. um but it's a slightly different pitch i think they like took it up a couple of notches in the in this version oh i don't know the why yeah, yeah like the quick the quick little music part like yeah i feel like they've used a different one in each yeah each time they've done this like little opening card that's what i think is weird is like why not just reuse the one you've got like you've recorded it right <laughs> I, know, I don't understand <laughs> the composer must have had a lot of free time <laughs> i wonder right. i wonder if it was an attempt for them to make more money like here's a new version of the song so now they gotta be paid twice one for mm-hmm. this version one for the theme song mm-hmm. anyway so get that title card and then we get this scene where herman's knocking at the door and Lily answers, and he's like, "Good day, madam. Is your husband home?" And it's horny role play. Oh, they're role playing. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. Yeah, <laughs> it was very strange. That seems like something Gomez and Morticia would do over on the Adams family, not Herman and Lily. Yeah, I don't know. This is, but it was odd. Something. Yeah, I'm getting a look at their uh, a side of them that I was never really curious about, and now yeah. I'm like, eh, I'd rather not have known at all. <laughs> like I'm gonna spice it up tomorrow, Lily. I'm gonna come home and pretend to be a stranger. Mm. Yeah. Stranger. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Herman, you're so cute. You give me view vault future vulture bumps. <laughs> Ugh, mm. I don't like like even imagining that. I the don't know. concept of vulture bumps is gross. <laughs> I bet uh, their skin is bumpy. You know, like they've got that bald part on their head. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. All I ever think of a vultures is um that vulture from Mugs Bunny. That the whole you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My mama done told me to bring home some dinner. That guy. <laughs> so Herman comes home from work, no mail, but a box came from the the express delivery or whatever. It's from the old country. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, who's it from? We don't know. And it's a tall box, taller than Herman, would fit Herman. And he goes, It's Uncle Gilbert. Yeah, it looked like a coffin. I thought somebody was going to be in there. Lily's like, No, it's not Uncle Gilbert. It's from Uncle Gilbert. (laughs) Oh, does Herman just not know how to read? I mean, yeah, there's always that. Did yeah. you think that box was him? Like, did he just like see like a shape and his, his like, oh, Gilbert? <laughs> Gil- must be Gilbert. I, well, he starts talking to the box, like, hey, we'll get you out of there real quick. Yep. And I'm like, oh, he's just been like in this box, like a like water tank or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like shipped himself. Let's just, you know, I could see a monster doing that. But we don't know who Uncle Gilbert is yet. We've never seen the man. Mm. Or yeah. the mm. uncle. 
Yeah. Can't call him a man, can you? <laughs> yeah, maybe half man, half something else. Yeah. Shark alligator. Yeah, exactly. So, Lily says, no, no, no. He tele- he sent a letter. He said it'll be here in two to three days. And he asked us to keep this box. And then he comes in with an executioner's axe that he calls a genuine <laughs> Transylvanian Boy Scout hatchet. And he says, open the crate with this. And there was nothing about the instructions about opening the crate. It just said, keep it. <laughs> so yeah. Herman's like, fuck that. I'm going to open this crate. Um, the suspense will kill me. He chops it open and gold coins <laughs> come flying out, like pouring on Eddie's head, yes. which you'd think would be painful. Yeah. yeah, like this giant like pinata just not hanging from the ceiling. Yes. And then like just a few fall out first and they're like, oh, look at this crazy. And then when he just rips the rest of it off, yeah, like I'm like, I, I obviously a prop, but man, if those were real, they like just Eddie'd be like knocked out unconscious yes. after a while. Just so many gold coins falling on his head. Yeah. Do you think he Gilbert wouldn't have mentioned anything about money if they hadn't opened that up and like if he's just like, just don't touch the box. Yeah. Know, like <laughs> just keep it safe. I'll be yeah. there in a few days. He didn't want him to know about that. Yeah. Fortune. <laughs> if we go back to movie star Munster, uh, the dude got hit with a whole thing of bricks and like, a concussion. Just, and yeah, had a mild concussion and was able to keep doing stuff. So maybe the golden blooms don't hurt Eddie very much. Must not. There's yeah. just so many. It'd be one of those things like death by pa- death by paper cut, right? Mm-hmm. Just getting hit with so many, like, water torture so it all falls out and all this money comes out but uncle gilbert isn't a rich man where did he get all this well herman says he was a politician maybe it's foreign aid (laughs) (laughs) and then i wrote so many coins spill out because they just keep going it just keeps going yeah and herman is pumped about he's like giddies (laughs) yeah (laughs) then we get the banger yep then we come back from the banger and we have the banker and that's the opening uh, clip we played. You know, I know something about the banger. What? Still bangs. It does still bangs. <laughs> wow. She bangs. Yeah. She bangs. Mm-hmm. There's $180,000 in gold coins, which is about 1.625 milli in oh. today's money in gold coins. But that's I guarantee lot. because of they were, Spanish doubloons and rare gold coins, they're worth more than 1.625 million. I was I was blown away by that. They're like just coming in like it's just a normal bank transaction. Like, yes. (laughs) Oh, hey, I got a bunch of pennies at my house. Um, you know, I got 183,000 dollars in pennies. Can you guys come pick it up? And he's like, Oh, these are a lot a lot of old rare coins and Spanish doubloons. I'm like, so you're just telling him it's worth 180 something like there's this is like millions of dollars even at that time probably yes probably millions of dollars it's like finding like a one-eyed willie's treasure to like save uh, <laughs> yep. the goondocks <laughs> except they're just like and then lily's just like oh man just some change lying around found it in the yeah sofa. She doesn't care. Yeah. they none of them understand the concept of money at all now we get no. marilyn walking in she's head over heels he's gaga he's shook he came to say his name but then he does that 180,000 pardons. <laughs> he's, very, first clue. Uh, yeah. he's very obsessed with 180,000. But this had me intrigued because we haven't had a Maryland centric episode since Pat Priest took over, really. So it's yeah. like, you know, maybe this is our chance to get some more character from her. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Also, it does lead to like the odd, like love comes to Mockingbird Lane because 
the last time we had one of these type of episodes was when the the, the prince, prince showed up mm-hmm. at Mockingbird Lane as well. And uh, okay, I guess this is the first time for Pat Priest that it's come to Mockingbird yeah. Lane. I guess. Well, here it is. Yeah. Now we cut to Herman coming in the kitchen door from work for some reason, not the front door. And Lily and Grandpa are at the table. Sorry, Herman works so late. He grabbed a bite to eat downtown. He had to lay out some stuff for tomorrow for work. Lily tells Herman to keep his voice down, and Herman gets worried. He's like, why are you guys sitting here? What's going on? Did Spotted eat the living room furniture again? No, 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 no. Marilyn's in the living room with a date. Oh, it's that new assistant manager from the bank. He fell for like a ton of headstones. Ooh. And then Herman can't believe it. Plain old drab Marilyn. Hmm. Also, how often does Spot eat the furniture? Because their furniture is always the same. I don't know. Well, I mean, Herman breaks it quite a bit. So they they must have like a a warehouse full of the same couch, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, just imagine it's like the Indiana Jones warehouse, but you open it and just couch upon couch. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's just like today, like you get... I'll buy something and then the cats will destroy it. And then I have to go to Amazon and rebuy it, right? Mm-hmm, so it's like the same yeah. thing. Oh, they chewed through all the the charging cables. Oh God! And I got to reorder a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. So playing on Drab Marilyn. Well, it's either love or astigmatism. <laughs> Grandpa's going to go bolt the front door so he can't escape. Liz's going to go see if they're sitting close to one another. Herman's like, "You stop, stop interfering." If Mar- <laughs> then Herman his his like line of wisdom for this episode. If Marilyn's clock of romance has begun to tick, it does not behoove us to un- overwind her mainspring. <laughs> what a weird what thing the, to say. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird statement. Herman gets like, they give them him like, not every episode, but like a lot of episodes where he'll have like these like deep thought type lines. And this yep. is the one that they, that they opted for in this one. It's just, it's so weird. But Lily insists on interrupting, so she goes in and interrupts the the two lovebirds. And dude, don't know his name, is sitting in a rocking chair. Marilyn's sitting on the couch, uh, and he's like, "Gee, like it, it." They've been in there for a long time, but when Lily walks in, it's like <laughs> they just started a conversation yes. for the first time. As soon as I saw you, I wanted to get to know you better. That's like a early conversation sort of line. You think they'd be talking about like their favorite color by now, or at least, or something? Mm-hmm. Gray, black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Mauve. Uh, who knows? Lily just wanted that pillow he's sitting on because she's making chicken soup and ran out of feathers. And then she tears open the pillow and starts throwing feathers around. <laughs> she's like, "These will do," and then goes off. And I tell you what, I'm not so much bothered by the fact she's putting chicken feathers in the chicken soup yeah i'm just like man those are dirty feathers yeah they're they are dirty <laughs> yeah that's why you got to boil them to sterilize them mm-hmm. well it's like oh you should you can't sit here now there's no more pillow on this rocking chair you should go sit on the couch she right next to maryland right next to maryland and then dude's like she makes chicken soup with feathers maryland says doesn't everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> lily no. comes back all proud and grandpa's excited Herman says that she shouldn't be promoting romance because it will lead to no good. Grandpa says, we don't want it to lead to good. We want it to lead to marriage. (laughs) 
Funny line. I like that one. I knew you would. Mm-hmm. As soon as it happened, I'm like, that's Keith's line, right? There. Oh, come on. You always yeah. know. You just called every time. Grandpa opens up the cabinet and there's a phone in the door. And he says, I've got Eddie stashed in the dungeon. It's part of my master plan. So there's this like secret bat phone that he uses to call down to the dungeon. He picks up the phone, presses a button. It buzzes. Eddie, come in, Eddie. Cut to the banker and Marilyn getting close on the couch. Well, now, isn't this cozy? That banker, I don't know what his name is, getting in real close. Mm-hmm. As most of the guys who meet Marilyn do, they get in yes. very close. And then he says something like, it's been a long time since I met a girl like you, especially one whose home is so. And then as he says that, he sees the <laughs> trap door pops open. Eddie's head pops out. And he's got a deranged look on his face. He, does. he looks and insane. And I, I love, love this. Very, very much like uh, the the... Eddie from the pilot. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, what is going on here? It, outside of Eddie stealing the show again. Yes. Uh, I'm like, what is he doing with this weird like crawl up the thing? It's amazing. He's, it. He comes up so slowly, like you're just so ominously yeah. staring him right in the eyes. Like that was, yeah, that's definitely the highlight of this whole staring episode. At him. He's got all of his teeth exposed. <laughs> and his, but as soon as Marilyn goes like, what are you looking at? And he looks and he's like, oh, just smiles <laughs> yeah. and walks over. Comes on up. Sorry to bother you. One of the light bulbs went out in the dungeon. And so Eddie grabs a bulb from the lamp, stays lit somehow. He goes off by the, the banker goes, there's something coming out of the floor and it has fangs. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Like, oh, it's just my cousin, Eddie. The banker shook again. He's mm-hmm. super shook now. He's not a babysitter. That's for sure. Yeah, he is, he not, is very no. flappable. So we're back to the kitchen. Eddie calls back grandpa on the phone. Phase two completed. They're sitting close together and the lights are down low. Lily says all they need is some soft music. And Grandpa says, I got this. This is mine. Back off. Cracks his knuckles. And he says this. Shades of Tristan and Isolde. Shoot me a love theme straight from the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) None of it made sense. (laughs) Then the organ that's in there starts playing by itself in the living room. And he's like, the organ's playing. I was like, yes, isn't it romantic? Back in the kitchen, Lily calls Grandpa genius. But then the music shifts from that romantic tune to some <laughs> like upbeat carnival circus baseball game style music. It's like very crazed. Something must have got wrong. Banker is amazed and Marilyn looks concerned. Organ's blasting flames mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, well, never done that before. Uh, the Marilyn, Mar- Marilyn, and the banker call for help. Help! And then the the dude's like, "Help! Please help me!" He doesn't know what to do. And and, and wraps around her very tightly. Yes, he's like, "Save me!" Grandpa and Lily are like, "We gotta go. Let's go out there and help." But Herman's like, "Nah, you made your kettle of fish. Now sleep in it." <laughs> Herman's not going out and it's nope. a very specific reason he's not going out because Banker can't see Herman yet that's why no oh, mm-hmm. good point good point Lily runs in and hits the organ over and over with the broom flames grandpa yells down boy the banker sees it all and then runs out the front door in terror and just as that Lily calls for Herman he comes in and throws a rug over the top the, or- the organ goes out the flames go out and it goes. <laughs> but Herman came in right after he left. So he, the banker 
did not see Herman. Fade two, banker on the couch drinking some coffee. I thought it was his dad because they don't do a very good job of explaining who anybody is. Mm. This older gentleman comes over and wants some more coffee. He's like, no, I finally stopped shaking. The organ, the aunt, the grandpa, they're like something out of Edgar Allan Poe. It's like, oh, well, I thought you said this dame had it all or something. It's like, oh, she does. And I can't afford to give up on Marilyn, especially after he saw that solid gold deposit the monsters made. She's really got what it takes, $180,000 worth. I wouldn't mind saying I do to a balance like that. He's a gold digger. He is. And immediately, immediately, I'm like, man, like we barely focused on Marilyn in like the last like three months worth of episodes. And then what we're going to do is like, oh, like we're going to find somebody who just wants to do proud of her money. That's what your first episode, like focusing on her again is going to be. Yeah. And all Marilyn episodes are based upon some romantic tryst. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. None of them are about Marilyn. They're all about no. Marilyn and some dude. Mm-hmm. And and the amazement that such a plain girl like her can, yes. can get anywhere. So anyway, this dude who I thought was his dad, but is not. He's like, he calls, he calls Alan a real rat. And he says, you'll talk nicer to me when I'm a rich rat. <laughs> <laughs> Commercial break. Come back to dinner with everyone but Marilyn. Grandpa's one of the Frankfurters. So just wait. They'll be there in a minute. Eddie wants to know where Marilyn is again. Oh, she's on a date with that banker. That's four nights this week. And he wants to be alone with her. And he never comes in the house. All the stuff. A little bit of rehash, but not mm-hmm. too much. Indirectly. Indirectly. Then the hot dogs dance over to Grandpa's plate, which was, <laughs> no, was second best moment of the whole thing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because it also when, when Herman at first goes, just wait, they'll be there in a minute. I'm like, okay, he's going to pass them right. He's grabbing some. Yep, pass nope. the lily. They're just going to no, walk over on their own. Yeah. It, yeah. Just, it was a, one of those cartoony chains of sausage links uh, like that. And then once they hit the plate, doesn't he say something I'm like, oh, what took you so long? No, maybe. I don't remember, but yeah. that fits. Mm-hmm. And then, Mar- then Lily says, well, this is the first young man that's seen really interested in Marilyn. What if it leads to marriage? She's so excited. They're all about marriage. The they just want to marry her off. It's kind of getting yeah. a little suspicious, like they want her out or something. It's yeah. like, oh, finally, mm-hmm. she's going to get married. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they don't want that old maid living at home the entire yeah. time. Yeah. But we also, got- like, if you go back to the episode with the prince, like they're still kind of together and things are going good at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. We never find out what happens. To my There's no continuity. I'm assuming he, he's dead. He's, he's dead. probably is. Yeah. yeah. Grandpa killed him off in an experiment. Um, he's a, he is that sausage link that yeah. crawled to grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's not like this is the first time somebody has actually shown interest and stuck around for a while either. But yeah, yeah, continuity, man. Grandpa's off for her getting married. He hasn't been to a wedding since he married his 140th wife, whenever that was. <laughs> Lily hopes Marilyn has a wedding as special as hers and Herman's. This is this is a moment they almost did in the movie, and I wish they would have done it was so great when that mad scientist gave you away and presented me with a copy of your blueprints. (laughs) That would have been great to have in the movie. Yeah. Herman just hopes that wherever Marilyn is, she's looking into a pair of eyes as romantic as his. And then Herman and Lily stare at each other and flutter their eyes at one another for like 45 (laughs) seconds. For a long time. (laughs) It was a long time. 
Yeah. And it made me notice like Lily's eye makeup really makes her eyes look fake. Yes, I thought like the same. Like mechanical almost. Like yes. they're not real human eyes. Maybe they replaced the- her with like a stop, like a like one of those robot animatronics, like and just blink the eyes. Yep. Oh, so we got so we have we have uh, the grandpa uh, lifelike replica, and now we have a Lily one that mm-hmm. blinks. <laughs> yep, blinks. There's somebody like turning a crank in the back; it just like yeah. makes her blink really fast. Is it to make it look like her eyes are like extra big for some reason? Like, is that like the makeup? Is that what, kind of what you're saying? Is that it's they look very large? I, I don't. I, I think it's more for like distance camera, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so you they, can still see them. But when they do up close, it just makes them look unnatural. And and it's one take monster, so it's not like okay, let's do this shot. And they don't with not the makeup, makeup and then, for yeah. close-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Marilyn and the banker, they are at like makeout point in his car. They're parked, making out. And then then, he, then when they're done kissing, he goes, "There, does that change your mind? Like, what the fuck does he was he doing? Yeah, that <laughs> seems. Uh, mm. hmm. Marilyn is not gung ho about eloping. I'm like, oh, he wants to lope. She's <laughs> like, no, no, he does. She doesn't want to go behind her family's back. And her uncle is, he's old fashioned. He's just built that like that way. He's huh. just built that way. My doctor, yeah. hard time saying that. Yeah, this this seems I mean, fast. Like mm-hmm, this, this only been a week, right? Like, yeah, this is insane. Mm-hmm. This he needs to do the long con. He needs to like have done this for like years. You know, that's what he needs yes. to do. But if you think about it, I mean, like. The amount of guys who show up and then like just up and leave, like sure. she's she's probably like, oh, all right, this guy's actually talking marriage. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, this might be a might be a keeper here for sure. Mm-hmm. Got to marry him before Grandpa turns <clears throat> him into a sausage, a walking sausage. Yeah, but I, I appreciate the fact she doesn't want to just elope because she's like, look, my family want is going to want to be there and stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I, we almost we almost. Uh, eloped we almost got married on a cruise ship and my big thing was ah my family's probably gonna want to be there and we can't do that so but herman and lily they're always and grandpa they're always like well need to get her married she's gotta get married gotta get married so i don't yeah, know it's stuck in her head i gotta get married this guy's saying married let's go let's go let's go it's been it four dates the way it worked in the 60s there was like no well we we set a date for two years from now no yeah, there was no love is blind or 90 day fiance or anything like like that. So people are just like ready to go. Yeah, that they were. Yeah. Let's get yeah. married. Mm-hmm. Uh, the banker's worried that if they don't elope and Herman does say no, they'll lose their love forever. You wouldn't want that to happen, <laughs> would you, doll? <laughs> and then when Marilyn goes to answer, he just re- leans in and kisses her. And then when he's done, she goes, well. A little bit might not be so bad after all. Ugh, yeah, that's very like passionate kiss. I'm not used to seeing something like this on the monsters. I know it's a little mm. bit much. I mean, he's mm-hmm. doing something crazy with his tongue. That's he must be, yeah. or he's got. I don't know. He makes pheromones in his teeth. Who knows? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Each tooth is a pheromone producing <laughs> organ, and he just. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call them organs. Ugh. Like little squishy things in his mouth. Uh, he squeezes one and it spews out. I love out. the idea now that somebody has organs for teeth. Oh, <laughs> that sounds and like a Cronenberg movie. Right yeah, there. that is Cronenberg right there. Like squishy and every bite, like goo and pus comes yeah. out. Oh, <laughs> oh. Come on. However, I also like the idea that 
that somebody has like uh organs for teeth and it is no, an actual musical instrument. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Every time they chew, it's like never bites like music, yeah. So we fade to Lily on the phone standing next to grandpa. Arrived New York Harbor Friday. We'll see you on weekend. Hope money is a safe place. <laughs> Love and kisses, Uncle Gilbert. Thank Man. you, operator. <laughs> so I'm this is this a thing? Like you could call the operator and say, please relay this message to my family. I guess. I, that's the thing. It's like, why not just contact call? them himself? Yeah. But maybe because it was like long distance. He's overseas. He's coming from Transylvania, oh, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. I don't know. Yeah, that's about the only thing I could think as well with that. But I, I guess it didn't strike me as being super odd, I guess. I was thinking it was more like, um, uh, not, it's not Western Union, but like the yeah, you know, telegraphs. With, yeah, telegraphs, but like a more modern version of it where like you would just send your message via, like you still had to pay for it, but like he's going to be in yeah. in routes. Arrive also, near Harbor. Stop. Friday. Stop. We'll see you on yeah. the weekend. Stop. Hope money's in safe place. Stop. Love and kisses. Stop. Uncle Gilbert. Stop. Plus, plus, <laughs> um, like, I mean, you know, not to get too spoiler, but knowing who Uncle Gilbert is. I don't know who he is I, yet. I didn't expect him to be on a plane. I got to say, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe be on a ship and it was going to take him a while. So he had sent this message via well, that's the why he's operator. going to New York Harbor. Yeah. But then he's yeah. still going to fly to LA after that. True. True. So Grandpa, yeah. very excited. And I am too. Gilly, he always was a fun fellow. <laughs> I'm pumped for Gilbert. Like, I mean, like we saw a incarnation of Gilbert in the zombie movie, and he yes, was one of the best parts of it. He, he he's he said a full 17 <laughs> seconds of that movie, <laughs> and it was the best 17 Man, seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was honestly though, it was so good. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, it's like good old Gilly, he's always a fun fellow. If there's a wedding, he can be here for it. Grandpa wouldn't mind Marilyn marrying a banker because a fellow that works in a vault can't be all that bad. <laughs> Lily is worried they're getting their hopes up too high because Marilyn is plain. <laughs> like, oh, and then the phone rings and Grandpa answers and he answers like the monster's residence. The count speaking is very strange. The count speaking, yeah. I was yeah. like, what? You don't really hear anybody refer to him as the count ever. So no. it's always strange when he no. actually uses that title. Yes. He he occasionally references like the fact that he does have the title of count, but I don't think we've ever heard him answer like a phone or like talk to somebody and be like, yes, I am the count. Hmm. And I think maybe Lily references him like, oh, this is my father, the count. The count. Uh, it's it, like something like an early episode, but I don't think like he's ever done it himself. No. And does like anybody ever just say the count as if you know who they're talking about? It wouldn't be like the count something like count Munster or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It seems a little uh, w- presumptuous of himself to be like, this can't is say the Dracula, count. I guess. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> <Maybe>, yeah. <laughs> this is count. Uh, Dracula. Yeah. Mm. Legally distinct. Count speaking. So I wrote, I'm like, oh, I guess it wasn't his dad because the banker's friend is calling. It's like, I am a friend of Alan Benson. You don't know me, but I know you. I'm a friend of Alan Benson. <laughs> I have called to warn you. Grave warning. Dude has <laughs> called to warn them that he's up to no good and then hangs up. He's like, they're going to elope tomorrow. He's only doing it for the money. It's like, who are you? Click. 
<laughs> so, Damn it. It, so you're not really a friend of the guy because you're ratting him out. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. He, he's got standards that, you know, you, you might have some friends here and there. They're like, I would never do that. You know, yeah. maybe they crossed the line. He finally did it. He's already been on rocky edges with them. And he's maybe like, he's doing it to keep his friend out of jail or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, boy, if you do this, you're going to prison. Yeah. yeah. You know what the judge said? No more marrying for money. Yeah. You've already. Yeah. We know what happened to the last three people. He yeah. married. So grandpa, then, so this is the first ever in our monsters viewing history. 31 episodes of i i'm gonna call it the triple lindy because in honor of keith no the dude calls what the fuck? And, and tells well because that's your thing right that that what's the movie with rodney dangerfield back to school yeah the triple lindy so mm-hmm. let me just tell you what happens yeah dude calls tells grandpa the problem grandpa hangs up grandpa tells lily the problem spin cut to grandpa lily and herman in the basement and then herman goes now let me get this straight <laughs> <laughs> this fellow Manson's eloping with our niece Marilyn to get it at that 180,000 we put in the bank three times back to back <laughs> to back. They repeat the information. It's not mm-hmm. coming back from a commercial. And Herman even gets gets very specific. Our niece Marilyn, <laughs> this fellow Benson is eloping with our niece for that $180,000 we put in the bank. <laughs> Three times in uh, about a minute, they explain what's happening. The triple Lindy. Mm-hmm. By the I way, like I don't it. know why I was offended by you. I don't know that, either. <laughs> because I, I actually really do. Uh, I like the movie a lot. I know you do. And then I couldn't think of anything else <laughs> and, that was a triple. And, so there you go. And honestly, I was uh, I was just doing some research for the for this week's episode of, of That Was Great. And Karate Kid 2 is what I'm I'm covering. Back to School was the number six uh, earning movie of that of that year. I saw it at the drive. Man, I I really do like that movie. I'll watch it again sometime. That's great stuff, Rodney Dangerfield. The triple Indy's awesome. I'm just telling you, I, it happened three times. The yep. rule of three, so I wanted to give it a name. Mm-hmm. And triple Indy's the only thing that came to my head. It, it did, I, I haven't been able to pick up our our three episode in a row theme though in this one. No, I think it's the beginning of a new. Triple. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll have to figure but, out what that is. Yeah, but it was so wild that they did that. Dude explains it to Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Grandpa explains it to Lily, mm-hmm. and then Herman explains it all back to us. Yeah. <laughs> all in, and it's all like one continuous scene. Yes, uh, it's not. Nothing breaks it up. No commercials. No nothing. And luckily, we didn't get Grandpa and Lily explaining it to Herman first, and then him recapping it yes. right back to everybody, which might have been got cut for time. Yeah. So no fear, <laughs> Lily and Grandpa have a plan. Marilyn won't believe it because of how close they are, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So instead, we get Marilyn out of the way tonight, and then confront Benson with what they know. And then Grandpa is like pushing Herman into the corner. You follow me? <laughs> Herman's like, yeah. If we were any closer, we'd be dancing. Hmm. Yeah, he grabs him by like the the, the yeah. coat, and he's just he's like. like moving around like this is what we're doing it's very threatening yeah it was Hmm. and then herman asked the most logical question well how do we get Marilyn out of the way and luckily grandpa has the most logical answer (laughs) (laughs) i got a magic spell that will transport Marilyn back to transylvania for the night i'm like that's that is way too much work Mm -hmm. (laughs) just keep her occupied i don't understand (laughs) 
And then once we get rid of the Spencer, we bum, we bring her right back. Yeah, send her send her to the store and be like, hey, can you go grab something real quick? Anything. Or, or, and, and like go with Lily as well. And then have Lily like, oh, can we take this extra stop here? Just long enough to get Benson to show up and like mm-hmm. well, I guess because it's gonna be at midnight. It's a little hard to do that, but they could have easily done something. Well, it's primetime musters hour, right? They should all be up at about like this is midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They shouldn't be tired at all. No, yeah, you're right. They they should be up invigorated. It's the, the witching hour. Grandpa got the spell out of his magic book. It's our only chance. That means Mr. Benson. That mean Mr. Benson will be here at midnight to elope with Marilyn. Herman looks flustered. Lily and Grandpa run upstairs. Herman walks over and puts his hand on Grandpa's magic book. There's sure are a lot of mean people in this world. Why can't life be more like Mary Poppins? <laughs> and the book slams shut on his hand. Yep. And he calls it a meanie. Yep. Yep. Felt like a little bit of a kill for time, but I just was happy to have a little bit of Herman time because we haven't had a lot of that. 100% kill for time. A lot of kill for times in this episode. Mm-hmm. Then we fade to the monsters, and they're all like, pushing Marilyn into the living room. Get in here, Marilyn. Blah, 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 the corner, all of them. There's Herman. There's Grandpa. There's Lily. There's Eddie. Marilyn's like, what's this all about? Please, well, Marilyn, listen to your decrepit grandfather. Well, plus, plus <laughs> Lily is setting it up almost like they're going to take a picture or something like that. She's like, yeah. Eddie stand here and Herman yeah. stand here. And Marilyn's obviously being left out of it. And yes. it's it seems she's she should know there's some kind of shenanigans going on. Yes. But listen to your decrepit grandfather. Oh. Grandpa goes, thank, thank you. you. That is one of my favorite jokes they do in the monsters. That's one that if they keep doing it, I laugh every time. I just love how <laughs> just insult grandpa and yes. he says, thank you. Grandpa's so genuine about it. He's always like, Oh, thank mm-hmm. you, Herman. You know, he's so happy. Yep. And her, you can tell Herman he always has like that look on his face, like he's like, Nah, you mm-hmm. decrepit old creep. And then <laughs> Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Then Grandpa points out a finger and twirls his hand in front of Marilyn, and his hand is spraying smoke out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he says this spell, don't let time or space detain you. Oh, Here boy. you go to Transylvania. And then there's so much smoke in the room. You can't see shit. There's yes. smoke all over the place. Herm is excited. That was so neat. He's clapping. You can only see Herman. You can't see anything in the room. Mm-hmm. But it turns out everyone's gone but Herman. <laughs> now, one thing I thought was really good, and I don't know if it took you guys a while, but because of all that smoke, mm-hmm. uh, the the back part of the room, I guess to me, almost looked like uh, like a, not, not the drawbridge, but like a gate of like a castle, maybe. I thought that too. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that's awesome. They set you up like this. And he's like, oh, man, everybody's gone. And he's going to realize that he's the one that's gone. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen. Herman's the one that got teleported. No. Yeah, because again, Benson's going to show up. Herman's not really there to scare him off yet. Yep. And that's the, the thing that's going to happen. But then you're like, and then I'll say he moves around a bit and the smoke kind of clears. And you're like, oh, he's still in the house. Yep. He's in the yep. house. And he goes, when you know it, grandpa overspelled himself. They've all been transported, but Herman, then the phone rings. And then he says, wouldn't you know it? Whenever there's a crisis, some boob has to telephone. (laughs) (laughs) Herman goes over to answer the phone. It's grandpa. And what 
I really like this. <laughs> he calls and he's like, where are you? We're in the Happy Valley mm-hmm. Motel in Kansas City. <laughs> nah, yeah, I loved it. Kansas City, really? What the heck? Mm-hmm. And Herman sounds excited. How's the weather? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's starting to clear up, but it's like, ah, wait. The spell backfired. We're all here. <laughs> so Grandpa, Marilyn, mm-hmm. Lily, and Eddie are in a hotel room. Love it. Grandpa needs Herman to go down to the dungeon to get the spell book and read the return trip spell over the phone to Grandpa. Right? And it's like Grandpa's like, I only got that one spell. I don't have the rest with me. You gotta go get it. So Herman goes, got it. Puts the phone down. High speed runs to the basement. High speed runs back. I love the music that's playing. Like yes. the music is like it's just this really high, like yep, power, like speed thing going on. It's great. Herman runs down, forgets what he went for. All right, comes back. What would you mean to get again? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, go get the return spell. Herman runs down, comes back again. He didn't get the formula this time. It was dark down there, and the book snapped at me again. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I did like that too. It reminded me of an, a Simpsons. There's a lot of monster jokes that remind me of Simpsons. Like Simpsons were very much influenced by the monsters. Hmm. But there's this. <laughs> the a mm. scene I can't remember what episode where Grandpa says like it's dark and the wolves are after me or something like that. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> I got a, I got to question this though. Like Grandpa wants to return. Like why not just stay in Kansas City? Maryland's away from the guy. Yeah, like, just That's just the chill. whole point. Grandpa's irked. It's like this guy's an idiot. Maryland well, I mean, was- I don't think he was going to use it right away. He still would like hold on to it until. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know. But Grandpa's irked because Herman's an idiot. Marilyn wants to yeah. know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. So does Eddie. He's like, yeah, what the hell's going on, mom? <laughs> it's like, what's the fucking deal? Uh, Lily takes the phone from grandpa and tells him to, you know, you know, take Marilyn to the other room and explain what happened. And Grandpa's like, well, come, my dear. I'll break it to you gently. First of all, your fellow you're in love with is a rat fink. That's breaking <laughs> it gently. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they leave, we get this clip. Herman, are you there? Yes, Lily. Now listen, Herman, it's almost midnight, and that Alan Benson is going to show up in 20 minutes to elope with Marilyn. When he does, you're just going to have to be there waiting for him in her place. Well, that's a good idea, dear. (laughs) Don't you think he'll notice the difference? Herman, Herman, I don't want you to elope with him. I just want you to tell him off. I see, dear, tell him off. Uh, Right, yep. Be forceful. Right. Don't worry, I'll give him a piece of my mind. When I have to be, I can be a pretty terrifying individual. <laughs> so the plan is still in motion. We're still good. Marilyn's detained. We need to confront Benson. Give him a piece of your mind. Herman's like, I can do that. They do a lot of uh, the one side of the phone conversation in this episode. They do. Yes. Yeah. Then we spin to Herman is in Marilyn's room. And it first time we've so, seen it. First time we've seen it. And mm-hmm. it looks so, and I put in quotes, normal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's wallpapered. There's a there's a very nice bed with four posts and like mm-hmm. a, I don't and oh, it's not an awning, but it's something over the top. I don't know what but, it is. What are those things called? Uh, yeah. It's a trendle bed. Is that what that is? No, a trendle bed's a bed that's got like a bed underneath it. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, now that I said there's a four post, there's four posts. It made me think of that. Uh, what was that song? 
What's the name of that group? There's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's farm post bed. What was the name of that group? <laughs> Sugar Ray. Uh, <laughs> There's a truck with human flesh. What? So, anyway. Um, yeah. There's a bed. It's very nice. It's a very delightful, like pleasant room. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is she decorates it that way. Like, she doesn't decorate it like the monsters would decorate the room. Mm-hmm. So she's truly twisted in the monster's eyes. I wish Herman would have said something about it. Like when he walked in, like, ugh. Like, he does, though. Oh, does he? I must have missed it. Yeah. Well, he says it's because we, uh, Marilyn's room. Uh, hmm. Her- Herman looks at the clock. He'll be here in 10 minutes. I guess I'll turn off the lights so I don't have to look at this horrible furniture. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Of Marilyn's. So Herman turns off the lights. And then he sits in the bed and then yawns. You immediately know that's coming. Yeah, when he yeah. goes to that window and sees me, who really think he tangled with the tiger. Then Herman <laughs> yawns again and falls asleep. For some reason, I thought he was just going to come to the front door and get Marilyn. I don't know. No. Yeah, they're eloping. This is the big secret escape. I see. I see. The, the thing I didn't understand is they go out every night. Why they squat? Yeah. Get a, what? Why do they have to do this like midnight ladder shenanigans? Mm-hmm. Because now it's midnight and the banker is putting a ladder up to the house. Mm-hmm. Why? They go out every night. Just yeah. don't return. Just go elope. Yeah, was, just go on a date, quote unquote, and elope. Yeah. Also, was there not like? Couldn't you have set it up like so that you don't see the all the shadows from the sun glaring? No. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even notice that. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I'm like, I'm like, it is so bright out during the scene. You know, it was obviously the only day they could film it, and I'm like, he's putting the thing up, and you can see the whole time. You can see like plenty of shadows. I'm like, even as a full moon, it's not going to be like that. Maybe it's the old monster's floodlight mm-hmm. they got. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and I get it because we've seen this before during an episode where it should have been nighttime or whatever, and it obviously you know. They're doing yeah. black and white, so it doesn't matter. But I'm like, man, maybe just a little effort to make yeah. it seem like something's happening here. I don't know. Well, you need to call what's his face. No, I will. Pevney, what's the deal, yeah. Pevney? Yeah, we're really disappointed you, Pevney. We better yeah. stuff your game. You yeah. got two episodes left. Um, uh, the banker is putting up a ladder, climb up to the window, climbs up the window, comes in through the balcony door. Herman snoring. Um, and then he's like, comes in, it's like, dear honey, blah, blah, blah. And then Herman's snoring. How can she be asleep at a time like this? Please cut out the snoring. Dude walks right up to Herman. And I guess it's dark. It's your Prince Charming coming to take you away. And he grabs Herman's hand and slaps it. Like first he grabs Herman's hand, which the first thing he'd be like, this is Marilyn. This hand weighs 500 pounds. It's it's hairy. It must be a dog. Well, that's what he says. He's like, hmm, she must wear mittens to bed. Uh, yeah. but it's a man's hand it's not yes. Marilyn's also hand. also how close can you get to somebody in the middle of the night and not be able to tell it's very dark it's still i think i can assume yeah I, well i mean but he's got that parlor pallor going on yeah. i mean it's, that that glows almost you'd think yeah it's only been like what a week you know maybe he just really hasn't gotten to know Marilyn as well as he should have before eloping. that's true they, yeah, they never touched hands in the past. Yeah, if he would touch her, her lips, he'd know all about it. But, you know. Oh, yeah. If you just been traded in for the kiss, yeah, he would have found yeah, out right away. 
Oh, that would have been so funny. Go straight in for the kiss and ends up kissing Herman. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's man to man kissing. You can't show that on TV. Oh, God. He grabs Herman's <laughs> hand and slaps it. She must wear mittens. He turns on the light and sees Herman. Herman sits up. Dude freaks out. Now we get this amazing sequence because dude mm. dives out the window head first, slides down the ladder head first. Yep. Drills directly into the ground at the bottom of the ladder, <laughs> then makes like a Bugs Bunny tunnel, yes. complete with hump, uh, as it like shows his progress digging through the yard. And then Herman standing up, and it's like a young man. Dude pops up Bugs Bunny style on the other side of the fence or the wall, gets in his car and takes off. I loved that whole sequence. It was so ridiculous. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's our, maybe that's the, 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 the continuing of three the things. Cartoon it, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The very cartoony esque things going on the last that's few episodes. A hundred percent Bugs Bunny. Cause he died. Yeah, that was great. And makes that tunnel and makes that hill. Herman, he sure left in a hurry. I didn't even get to tell him off. I laughed at him diving out the window. Mm-hmm. And then when they cut the show, him slide down thing, I laughed a little bit harder. And once he just do and I was like, wow, that's weird. When he hit the ground, he just like hit a hole. <laughs> not, not a very good job of them, like covering up the hole. Because uh, it's all set for him to actually fall into the ground right there. But then like, and then when it, it does start doing that, like Bugs Bunny has thing, I, I was like, that's the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Next to Eddie coming out of the basement. That was the funniest thing for me. I'm like, oh, wow. They're just really, really selling this part. Yeah. Those are two great moments. Yeah. Herman just assumes he scared him off because he looks frightening when he wakes up in the first thing. From there, we get our last commercial break and return. Now, remember, anything that happens could be the trigger for credits. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Monsters, they're all in the living room. And I'm sure, well, we got to get the recap here. Lily is glad everyone's back after a certain party forced them to take a plane all the way back from Kansas City. And she looked at Grandpa when that happened. Yeah. Like, it's Grandpa's fault. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but at least I saved you a fare by flying back under my own power. And he flaps <laughs> his arms like wings. So I guess the teleporter just didn't work the second yes. time. Yeah. No way they could do the spell to get him back. So Marilyn says, finding out that the truth about her boyfriend was a real shock, but she'll get used to it. Like, nah, <laughs> it <laughs> happens. Whatever. She took it very well. Yeah. And then Herman's like, well, think of that money's after. It wasn't even ours. It was Uncle Gilbert's. And they all laugh. But then there's a knock at the door. <laughs> so excited. Everyone's excited. I bet that's Gilbert. And Herman's like, I'll get it. And he gets up and they runs to the door. And it is Uncle Gilbert. Herman answers the door. It's, Uncle Gilbert. it's a creature from the Black Lagoon wearing a suit, a scarf, a <laughs> trench coat, and a hat. Oh, God, I mm-hmm. loved it so much. He looks great. Yeah. He comes in, well, 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 it sure is good to drop it on my favorite relatives. Uh, and you know what? He's got the voice of an angel. It's like a baritone, but it's very smooth and silky, like a singer almost, Keith. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, and you know what? It sounds really great, muffled behind the mask. Yep. <laughs> Creature and, from the Black League. <laughs> and and I, I like that. Like So when we met, uh, uh, was it Cousin Lester? Mm-hmm. He's wearing that sharp suit. Yep. Yeah, he's all still wolfman down and it looks great. And now, yeah, you know, the creature comes in and, and that outfit he's wearing is like I I was like, 
I almost kind of for a minute forgot that they were located in California because I was like, oh, man, did he come over from like Hollywood or something like that? Because yeah. he is just like decked out like some kind of like star of some sort. But he just got up his plane. Yeah. And he looks wet. That's what I wrote. He looks wet. He comes in the living room and everyone jazzed. They're so <laughs> jazzed to see Gilbert. How's everything going? Swimmingly, uh, uh, which made me chuckle. Uh let me get all these dry things and into something wet. <laughs> I don't like imagine that's that was a weird phrase. Yeah. That made me a little comfortable. No, so, at least he, at least he didn't use like like let me get in something moist, moist or something like yeah. that. Gilbert <laughs> sits down on the coffee table for some mm-hmm. reason. Everyone else sits down with him. Lil lets him know, don't worry, the money is safe in the bank. And he's like, yeah. fine, 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 fine. He doesn't really care a whole lot. Everyone wants to know where he got all that money from. And he's like, yeah, where'd you get all those neat Spanish doubloons? That's just loose change he picked up from ships and whatnot in his neighborhood. Can I just say, he? I was so excited for Gilbert, and then he just starts rambling yes. about things. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh my God. Up, yes. <laughs> but I like the idea that he's just, you know, I'm checking out ships in the area, and this is Yep. What's just left there in these like shipwrecks? I just grab up what I can. But here's the thing. Well, we'll say it in there because he wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Why? That's just one of the advantages of being the creature oh. from the Black Lagoon. I couldn't believe he just I went out and said it. I was like, yes. wow, you don't think people would get that? Like, come on. Oh, yeah. but it also does a few things because the Black Lagoon is in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's coming from Transylvania. Yeah. Spanish shipwrecks would be, I don't even know where. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. So there's lots of weird there. It's like everything underwater is in the same spot. That's not. I think Gilbert robbed a bank and I think he's <laughs> yes. escaping. He, or a museum. He, yeah, the museum. <laughs> yes. the, the London Museum of Natural History or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's just they, playing a real cool. Yep. So, like we mentioned earlier, like so, Grandpa refers to himself as the Count, and doesn't really ever call himself like Count Dracula, which is apparently who he's supposed to be. Uh, but now Gilbert just openly refers to himself as I'm <laughs> yes. the creature from the, the, black, from the lagoon. black Lagoon. I can't yes. believe that. I really yeah. when he said that, like, because I was starting to get a little annoyed with him because he was talking about these doubloons just picking them up off the ground or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Gilbert. Lindsay Kreitz can I roll like I would have been happy just to see Gilbert walking and be like yes that was great mm-hmm. yeah. but but no we get like five minutes yeah. of him oh. how's everything going everyone I am. I'm and a creature from the black lagoon like, and, yes. and that's where you should go to credits but no they don't do that yet there's nothing important there's nothing funny that happens after that but they all laugh he's like I'm a black creature from the black lagoon they all laugh Herman <laughs> slaps him on the back and then water sprays out of Gilbert's <laughs> gills and the top of his head for some yeah. reason, like a volcano. And then credits. I disagree. Something important did happen. Gilbert like exploded water out of his body. Yes. It made no sense. It made no sense. <laughs> let, me get, let, let, let me get out of these dry things. You're obviously soaking wet then. Yes. Just make them wet. I don't understand what the problem is. All right. So that was season one, episode 31. I got to scroll back up. Episode 31, Love Comes to Mockingbird Heights. What do you guys think? I I, I 
I dug it. I mean, it's it's not horrible. It's it's got it. We've had some episodes recently where like it seemed to go by very fast and there wasn't a lot going on. They jam a lot of stuff into this. The stuff getting there in the first place, setting up the love thing with uh, like Marilyn meeting the guy, the whole like, oh, let's do all the setup and like, you know, make it so that it's all romantic out there. There's an eloping scheme, uh, the the whole magic act and then Herman running up and down the stairs a couple times and all. Like, there's so much stuff in this episode. Uh, it kind of makes up for like the standells where it was like half an episode. True. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really like this one so much, though. I thought it was kind of a big downhill from like the last few that we watched. It was like I didn't really like the eloping thing. I felt like, you know, like if it wasn't going to be a Maryland episode, she's really not even in it that much. She kind of just like <laughs> talks to her. You know, she has like one big scene with the guy and then that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I felt like the magic wasn't quite there. It felt a little like ham fisted, like all the stuff Herman running up and down. There's just one of the best parts of the episode, but it really was just them buying for time. Um, I don't know. I, and I was, I'll be honest. I was really just excited about Gilbert showing up and yes. I was mm-hmm. kind of like annoyed with Gilbert by the end, which was, <laughs> <laughs> he was only there for like two minutes. And I was like, dear He's God, just talking too much. Good yes, Lord. He just goes yeah. on and Oh, well, well, let me tell you, I've been diving down in the lagoon and I found these coins and let's just, you know, it's just like, geez, at least Gilbert, can we just like, I don't know. And then he yeah, added, really need to see him get all wet at the end either. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a not so good. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Why, in my neighborhood's, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of in between the two of you because it started and I'm like, uh, but then they, the promise of Uncle Gilbert, because I know who Uncle Gilbert is prior. I'm like, yes. And then the hope of Uncle Gilbert showing up at the end propelled me to the end. Because I will say the eloping, dumb. Everything about that is so stupid. And I hate this banker trying to get to Maryland to get the money that isn't even hers. You know that, and and that's a plot we've had in the past because Grandpa is mail order bride. I mean, it's just, yep. it's just it's a, it keeps happening. It keeps happening. People get in the musters for their money. They don't have money, right? They're just the the average blue collar family. They happen to be monsters. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of I'm kind of lukewarm on this one. Parts I really enjoyed, and then when like you said, Terry, Uncle Gilbert shows up, and you're like, yes. And then Uncle Gilbert's like, oh, you've overstayed your welcome already. (laughs) (laughs) We have one review on IMDb, and it's from the same guy in December of 2007. He must have gone through and reviewed every episode. Uh, Dang. Just when it looks like, oh, poor Marilyn, semicolon, she can't catch a break. Just when it looks like some guy might be interested in Marilyn, it turns out he's more interested in the money. The money refers to the 180,000 in gold coins that Uncle Gilbert has just shipped to the Munster's family and deposited in Mr. Benson's bank. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we get a few parlor jokes, ones I usually enjoy. The writers love to use puns and other corny lines to describe Herman's day working with dead bodies at the funeral parlor. For instance, at the dinner table, explaining why he was late getting home, he says, I had to stay late and lay out some of my work for tomorrow. Uh, Eight out of ten. One. Wow, he, that was the part he wanted to point out. Was that? Yep. yep. 
Not like Eddie creeping out of the basement. That was like Eddie a creeping out of the basement. Tier Eddie was, moment was top was a top tier Eddie moment. The the hot dogs crawling their way to Grandpa's plate. <laughs> That's a top tier Grandpa moment. Was a weird yeah. moment. I liked it. Uh, Grandpa had spells <laughs> that were less nonsensical than usual, and seemed to have a purpose, but they still failed. It was all right. Mm. Now, as we know, in episode one, well, this episode had a shook. That motherfucker was shook by everything. It's like, oh my god, that's a burning organ. <laughs> that organ's on fire. <laughs> I can't handle it. But in the first episode, we had a babysitter that came to watch Eddie. And she, nothing phased that woman. She was like steel, standing in a hurricane. Nothing moved <clears throat> that woman. But something has to break that babysitter. And what in this episode would have broke that babysitter? Uh, I think one of the things is is that she's constantly like, man. I'm here. I, I'd love to be able to call to Eddie uh, more when he's upstairs or or like, well, I think there's a phone for him to call from upstairs. She's like, but he does like to hang out in the lab a lot. I'd like to like a phone type thing. Uh, and there's got to be some place to put it in here. And then she happens to walk in one day and like she sees that they've put a phone into the cabinet that Eddie magically <laughs> appears in anyhow all the time mm-hmm. uh, and hops out. And she's like, what? You put it in there just to pull this ruse with the with <laughs> with setting Marilyn up with a more romantic thing. I actually needed it for my job. And that's I think what breaks her. Well, you know, I think I've mentioned a few I think it's been a couple episodes. You know, she's getting kind of into like geology mm-hmm. and the tectonic plates. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's been kind of tracking it. She's had a few pretty big revelations about, you know, Earth floating out of orbit or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes her, but she finally came back down from the mountain. I guess it maybe it didn't take the breaking this time. So she comes back um, and uh, she's noticed again this time. Oh, geez, there's tremors. There's shaking. I'm picking up signals. And so she goes up to investigate. She notices like, oh, I don't, it wasn't a big deal. It must not have been so bad. And then she just she steps into a hole that was in the yard that breaks her ankle and falls over. <laughs> And she, that's what breaks her, literally. <laughs> literally, she's broken by the hole that was drilled by the baker. Man. The relief as she walks outside and is like, oh, everything's fine. And then, yeah, she just steps right into the hole. I think she broke pretty early because she came over and because she lives nearby. She's like a neighbor. She comes over and the monsters in the past had accidentally gotten some of her mail. Like it gets mm. mixed up, you know, like it comes over. And like one of the big rules of mail is if it's not addressed to you, don't open it. But she walks in and she sees Herman hatcheting open that box. <laughs> and all the gold spilled out. She's like, what's going on? I just came to see you sometimes our mail. And then she looks over on the table and there's letters addressed to her that have clearly been opened. Mm-hmm. By yeah. <laughs> and she looks at it and she's like, uh, uh, she scoops up like a bill and like a letter from her mom or something like that. But her privacy was a hundred percent you know invaded like there's a there's a weird unspoken truth is like the mail is mine you can't open it until i open it right that's my mail exactly to me it's not to you i open it and she saw that you know and it was cleanly open like they have a letter opener and they just they sliced open the top it ruined her it broke Mm, her right there i can see that yeah yeah she's like Damn it, Columbia House music stuff just stacked up here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it's all opened. Like they and it was Columbia House, they like took the stamps out and they put it on there. Like they were gonna send it in for her. 
It's like, yeah. I do not need another Tears for Fears oh, CD. Geez, they, they didn't send my, they didn't send the Standells thing back. Now I'm stuck paying oh, for it. God. Yeah. yeah. The letter or the record of the month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I just got to, I just, you know, praise the Lord that she didn't walk in when that sausage was crawling across the table. Cause I think that was weird <laughs> enough to have just broken her. You know, she said that. Yeah. Nothing weird breaks her, but I think if she would have seen that sausage walking, I think that would have freaked her out. What if you see that? Like, that's one thing. What if you're like some insane, like not insane, but you just love sausage, like love hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. You're like Joey Chestnut. You walk in, you're like, yep, oh. I just got finished eating a hundred hot dogs. And you look over and there's hot dogs dancing on the table. Yeah. <laughs> They're sentient and he just realizes <laughs> what he's done. It's a massacre. Yeah. yeah. That was what broke <laughs> Joey Chestnut. <laughs> what have I done? And he like just falls to his knees. And, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, it turns out they're living beings and I <laughs> I, I eat them furiously. Yeah. He, he flashes back and you can hear like tiny screams coming from the plates. <laughs> every, every half chew and duck swallow of uh, a hot dog. You hear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the well, buttons I, are trembling on the plate in front of him as they see what's beholding of all their, their kind. He doesn't hear it on July 4th because it's really loud there at, at Nathan's. Loud, yeah. So yeah. He, does, he doesn't catch it. Yeah. Yeah, just the playback he notices. They sound like the fly. Help me! Help (laughs) me! Uh, There it was, boy. What another episode? We're one more closer to being done with the first season of the monsters. Wow! Now you know what that feels like. We're getting close. I know we still have like thirty after the season, but you're right. It's something. This this is an achievement in and of itself. Well, let's. Not going sucking each other's dicks just <coughs> yet. We're still got eight to go for this season or seven more or whatever. That's uh, a lot. It's a it's what that's, like a mini series length of episodes left. <laughs> oh. oh, that's true. You know what? Yeah, now I feel like we still have a ways to go. Yeah, we forget do. what I said. I, I we're never gonna make it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Terry's abandoned all hope. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. One day I'm just going to disappear. The skewma is going to be gone. No, I'm going to it off. Terry, yeah. And then we'll, I'll have to go to like some French cafe and just sit there every day <laughs> hoping to see you with cat moments. Yep. yep. And I'll, I'll see you across the table. I'll just give you that knowing smile and yep. keep eating. And then you'll yep. know I've lived a happy life. Uh, Monster's free. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't know if I could like, if that were the case, if I was going to Alfred you and... <laughs> And just sit there. If I, if I could just go on without saying something like, "Oh fuck, yeah. I took the scuba, motherfucker." <laughs> yes, yes. I, I left yeah, my yeah. spare house keys in that thing, and you took <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, I was just more of like, "God damn it, you left! You you could have left the scuba behind. We could have Keith and I would have kept going with it." And yes. uh, yeah. oh, see now Keith's calling you expendable, Terry. No, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I know I'm not like replaceable or anything. It's not like yeah, there's some sort of vat of bodies of copies of me laying in the basement <laughs> waiting Terry to be revived that will pour into the mold uh, yes. i mean there, there's there is one ghost that i make sure never gets moved but, you know, mm. that's interesting <laughs> that is interesting it's a twist yeah. oh well, well maybe we'll unpack that next time next, next episode maybe i'll hunt down that ghost yeah but until then keith what do you got for everybody oh boy i got the usual that was great wasn't it season two Karate Kid cartoon from 1989. Guests have been fantastic. We're having a lot of fun. Um, we're probably nearing the end of of the, that run as well. Probably even before we Ooh. finish the first season of the Monsters. 
Um, oh God. But, but it's really great. Go ahead and, uh, and, and check it out. And um, yeah, that's about it for right now. Oh, yeah. And send them all your requests. Hammerman's coming next, I believe. Hammer, so, Hammer, uh, Hammer. you know what? I, you guys need breaking news now. Uh, we will do episode one of Hammerman <gasps> in, 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 in the beginning of the year. We'll do episode one of Hammerman. Who's we? The three of us. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to watch that show without you two. So, my life stream to watch that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if people are looking forward to this thing being around, I'm going to do a couple episodes of shows I will never watch the entire series of. Hammerman's first one on the list. Never right. say never. I will say never. But, what if you yeah. watch the first episode and it's so good? You're like, yeah. What if you like it? I have to watch the rest. You like Bigfoot? Odds... You didn't think you'd like Bigfoot? No, I knew I'd like the Bigfoot one. No. The odds of me oh, liking geez. Hammerman. Look, one's about one was about monster trucks. You the other one is so about. Uh, one about <laughs> I knew I like that cartoon. I don't no, think you are so that. full of it. The the one was about monster trucks. The other one is about a guy who gets magic shoes, <laughs> no, or it's pants about or whatever. Yes, and he gets magic shoes. It, yeah, so yeah, I don't. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. One episode is going to be more well, than enough. All right. Well, what about you, Terry? What do you got? Well, uh, you can listen to my Hammerman uh, Anticipation Podcast where we lead up to Keith's <laughs> release. Yeah. Uh, that isn't out yet. So in the meantime, you can listen to Red and the Real. Uh, we're still on hiatus, but someday we may return. You know, it's a mystery at this point, but we may return someday. And we, we do movies. Uh, so we talk about like categories. We pick like we did zombie movies. We will pick like a director, do a bunch of their movies, stuff like that. It's pretty fun. So check it out if you want. Check it out. Uh, and then as for me, I just got this in the Patreon, uh, mm. monsterhunters.com, patreon.com slash monsterhunters, monsterhunters on all those socials, monsterhunters at Gmail. Please let us know um, your favorite monster. I don't know. <laughs> just, yeah. Let us tell, know something. Tell Anything. us where the water from the Gilman really came from. Yeah. Where'd all that water come from? Yeah. I mean, look, we're. Derek is a very uh it's a very tight ship he runs here. It's very structured on these episodes. Mm-hmm. Patreon though, we get to be willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Do whatever we want. I finally yeah. cut loose. Yeah, I finally say everything I've always wanted to say. There's so much good in the Patreon. It is just ridiculousness. Yeah. Um nothing no two episodes are like that's true. Or, we have done mostly r- different things each time. So almost every time. Yep. Oh boy, there's that. We have to end the show the same way we do every mm. time, mm-hmm. right? Before the two-hour mark, yes. Before the two-hour <laughs> mark. Yes, it'll We're be about this. to see scenes from an unusual film about an amazing man. Oh, my God. Ah! He is amazing. Ah! He literally has no legs. It's not like a ah! Lieutenant Dan. And we really can't blame Andy for not wanting to take a leave of absence, can we, sir? Under the circumstances, would you? Is this real? Not until after I got the killer, sir. This looks like a spoof of like a 70s movie. Something else for you to take care of? (laughs) This man who called me. I like this guy. I don't have to beat him up, I just pay him money. Oh, I like it too. Says there's a leak in your territory. Oh. Oh. 
What the heck? This trailer is so choppy. It's amazing. You can see the like the the scratches of the film. It's like transferred from film. And, and everyone so far has legs except that first guy. This is real. This, this is, is not like a sword. <laughs> This can't be real. How many times have we seen the car plug? What? You just blasted through a bunch of ice. I don't understand. Plan on starting your own operation here? Oh, oh my God! God. Never forget yes. Mr. No Legs. Don't miss it. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.